I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey kids, round 25 and we've saved the best for last. Welcome to the very first edition of the annual, I'm sure there'll be annual, of the Talky Awards, the NRL Supercoach Report annual awards celebrating the best and worst of Supercoach and some of the coaches ourselves. Welcome, Lakey, for the last time for 2021. It, How are you? It's award seasons, baby. I'm hyped up. How you doing? <laughs> hyped up. Oh, man, it's about all we have to be hyped up about, right? Like the actual landscape of things in terms of NRL and Supercoach, at least for my side in NRL, it's basically one more week of pain and then it's gone. And Supercoach, likewise, one more week of pain and haven't they saved, uh, well, the best for last, TLT, what an absolute bin. Yeah, mate, it's been one of those real fun ones today, hasn't it? We we knew it was going to be bad, but um, three of the top, Teams have just gone, nah, go F yourselves for 2021. Certainly have. It's um, like we see it every year. It's just part of the course now. We need 17 trades by the time we get here. But nonetheless, we thought we wouldn't save all the doom and gloom. It's round 25. We all know what to expect. It's a shit time. Uh, no one can field a side. I've got 15 plays, I think. What about you? Uh, I've got 16 um, because Tane Milne was named in all the rabbits out, he got a reprieve. So, yeah, that got me up to 16. <laughs> Your boy, Tane Milne. I recall an earlier pod this year where I said um, he'll come and bite you in the backside. But here we are, round 25. That's right. He's a saving very me. valuable, warm body. That's exactly right. <laughs> MVP of my season this year, mate. Oh, mate, speaking of MVPs, my boy, Makahezi Makatoa. He finds himself in the starting prop jersey for Parramatta. I thought this bloke was just a dual enough. And here we are. <laughs> He's providing me crucial points. Yeah, exactly. Right. So it was only two starting. weeks ago you were complaining that he was getting named and now you're ready to, you know, lick his feet. Uh, yeah, that's the uh, pod for the off-season. But, um, yeah, nonetheless, I'm, I'm ready to uh, give him a great big shout-out. So, Makatoa, you absolute star. You're probably going to be 500K by the time 2022 rolls around. But I will bring you in. That's how much I love you. Appreciate the work. That's uh, what we've got ahead tonight, Lakeys, uh, as we said, a bit of a special edition, first time we've ever done this. So we're going to go through the best and worst. We ran off the categories last week. We've had a good hard think. We've gone to our panel of international experts, um, the uh, Super Coaches Guild, of whatever the Oscars people are. We've got an even better lineup. There's at least 700 male invotes that we have gone through. Yep. Um, I mean, this is a pretty prestigious event. You don't get like fanfare music like that unless it's a serious red carpet occasion. You and I have got our 
best dress on as well. Uh, I've got my Cowboys tie over the top of my hoodie. Uh, what are you wearing? Yeah, I've got a nice red bow tie over the top of my hoodie. It's really classing up the joint over here. Um, mm. I've opted for a uh, Canadian club and dry over my usual beer. Ooh. Just really upping the class for this uh, prestigious night. I've even got a glass out for my Great Northern uh, original, heavy, uh, obviously. But, yeah, I've even got the glass out. Um, it, it, not quite a champagne flute or anything like that. We're not going too crazy. But, um, yeah, I, tonight I am dressed by Lowe's, uh, mm-hmm. one of the finest ensembles here, the hoodie, uh, jean combo, and unmatching socks, but the Cowboys tie, I feel, really brings the eyes out. That is enough rubbish. We will go through the long list of awards. It's going to be a pretty... Funny one, we pay out Wenon quite a bit, spoiler alert. Um, that should be pretty good fun. But I guess before we get into all that, uh, the glitz and glamour of Supercoach talkies for 2021, let's go into the actual Supercoach news for round 25, but those that might actually still be playing. Kind of laid it up there that this wasn't a really ideal week for anyone wanting to fill no. a full side, unless you got two trades. Um, you and I put together a little bit of a, a short list of some of the uh, the good. Um, that goes for about two seconds. And then some of the bad. So, Lakey, uh, do you want to be the bearer of bad news? Um, what's happened sure. with team lists for round 25? Who's in? Who's out? Everybody is out. Just everybody. Okay, let's move on yeah. to the talking. Mate, you... Pick up your Supercoach side and point to anywhere on the screen and you're going to hit someone that's having a rest. The Storm are resting names like Cam Munster, um, Christian Welch, Josh Adokar. They're all getting a rest. The Eels, they're sitting uh, Isaiah Papali'i, Nathan Brown, Dylan Brown, Clint Gutherson, who picked up a bit of an injury last week. Mitch Moses is also out. And the other big one is the Bunnies, they're resting everybody, mate. Anybody who's anybody in their side. Jai Arrow, Cam Murray, Alex Johnston, Cody Walker, Adam Reynolds, Damian Cook, Dane Gagai, um, as well as obviously Latrell Mitchell, who's on an extended holiday. So those are the all the big ones. Um, that I don't want to step on your toes, but we do have some guys who have made the cut, um, luckily enough. But... Um, even those who have, like you've got Sam Walker who's playing off the bench um, and the likes of that. So it's 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 a very tough week. You're, just, you're lucky to field a 17 if you've got that and if you've got trades, then, then good for you. But I still think anybody who's got 17 has really been kissed on the dick. Yep, fair to put that technically, but Angus Crichton's back. Yes. That's one good one. One of the many, many second rowers I've had suspended throughout the year. He manages to find himself... Uh, courtesy of taking an early guilty plea. Thought he should afford it, but nonetheless, here he is, warm body. He's back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Tommy Turbo is named. He is. James Tedesco is named. And that's my named. good for this weekend. Oh, there you go. Yep. Well, um, for now. You know what? For now. For now. We well, well because- the Roosters play in game one. So, we'll know about those outs um, first off the draw, what, tomorrow, Thursday afternoon, whatever it is. So, we'll know if those guys are suiting up. But... Um, they're still pushing for a top four side, so I would be surprised if they rested everybody. Um, but you never know. You know so you never know what's going to happen. Well, they can't rest anyone because they don't have enough players. Well, that's true. Joey Manu's in a casualty uh, ward. Like, they certainly are. It's been a, a rough old year for the Chooks. They're, they're really limping towards the finals, but the fact they're still in the top four hunt is mm-hmm. pretty incredible. But, um, yeah, it's one of those things. Could all like the interest in terms of ladder positions could all be over 
by the first couple of games in. That's so good. Raiders Roosters, that's a pretty important game. Uh, you got Sharks in Storm as well, uh, six PM Friday, I think. Yes. And Parramatta, the rest of everyone, bunnies, they don't care. Um, obviously, the Cowboys are going to be manly, so we know that's a uh, fair to comply. But yeah, nothing really on on Sunday. If the Titans season is still alive, that could make some interest in that one. But otherwise, uh, you got Bulldogs and, top, Bulldogs and Tigers. That game could be an like. I don't know what to expect here. If I was to, we'll talk a little bit about it before we get into the awards, but I'll, like if you were to target a game this week, and I know we're all looking at, say, like, oh, the, the bunnies have rested everyone, but they're playing the Dragons, so who from there do we even want? Um, who else you got? Storm, they've rested players. All those sort of, like, match-up plays you could be looking at. How about a team like the Tigers against the Bulldogs? They will piss their fans off no end if they rack up an absolute score here. So does that mean, David, Norfoluma, come on down. El Capitano. Yeah, possibly. I mean, if you're going to play Nofo at any stage, it's going to be against the Dogs, right? But, uh, I mean, for me, I've I've sort of written this season off. I've got no trades left. I'm not any chance of making the top end. Um, so, it's just an early off-season for me with the Tigers-Dogs game. I'm not going to be watching that one too closely, I don't think. I heard a little bit of a shuffle uh, as I threw to you then, and I didn't realize that you'd actually told me off air that um, you've got a visitor. I do. Keeps popping into the room. You've got a helper for tonight's award ceremony. He's going to give you the um, the envelopes, the uh, Supercoach talky envelopes. But uh, your, your little boy's there. He may give us some yes, color is, commentary. Say, say hi. Say hi to everyone. There he is. Mate, uh, you need to get this boy involved in Supercoach next year. Uh, beginner's luck. We've had a few on the pod so far this year. Alex Christie, shout out uh, back in the early days. I think he's fallen right away. Uh, hashtag podcast curse. But at the time, I think it was his first year and he was absolutely killing it. So if your boys, they're going to their first game. They are. From, they from are. What I understand the this Broncos weekend. play the Knights up here at three o'clock on Saturday afternoon, so I'm taking the boys out to get their first taste of disappointment in blue and red. <laughs> and, um, no, they're very excited and we're very excited. It's just worked out very well. It's a nice early game and, and we can get them out there and um, not be worried about, you know, bedtimes or whatever like that. So um should be a really good one. I'm looking forward to it. I look forward to you telling me you left early to beat the traffic, inverted commas. Um, but, yeah, I'd love for you guys to beat the Broncos. We'd love to finish ahead of them, so please do your job. Uh, despite your position in the top eight, somehow being wrapped up. Uh, that is a remarkable feat. So well done to you guys. But um, yeah, I would love to see your, your children. You've got 500 of them. Um, so I'm sure you give them enough, uh, basically like monkeys and typewriters, right? You give them enough super coach apps, they're bound to pick a good side. Yeah, isn't there that how go. past winners have run out with it? Or is that too, uh, too much yeah. for hot take? <laughs> that is a very spicy take for round 25. Uh, for those still... Listening in, the diehards love your work. So thank you, Lakey. Um, all right, that's round 25. Uh, that's the ins and outs. Those who still have trades, you're a very weird bunch. I don't know how you've, you've done it, but congratulations. You are here. Uh, you are going to kill it this round while we are all struggling. If you had two trades this week, Lakey, who would you be targeting? Uh, you've got to go for the Penrith boys. They've named a full-strength side as they come up against someone not so lucky, um, and I'm blanking on who they're playing. That Parramatta Eels. That Parramatta man. side, yep, that's the right. The Moses-less Eels. Yeah, so they've been on the down, on the, on the slide recently. I mean, they beat Melbourne last week. I don't think anyone saw that coming. I certainly didn't. Oh, mate, you beat the Cowboys. You are in red-hot form. Yeah, exactly. Because not just anyone beats us. Uh, 10 weeks in a row, right? So, is, is it your definitely, fault? Definitely not 11. We can blame you guys for playing them back into some sort of form. 
And you're welcome. And they're Milgate such enter. in good stead that they've decided to rest their entire starting squad. So you've you've really given them a, a jolt towards the finals. How's the confidence there against the Penrith Panthers, yeah. who are pretty sloppy? Despite somehow Mr. Unicorn himself, Nathan Cleary, getting 100 points. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that happened, but whatever. He dropped the ball 700 times. But regardless, yep, this could be an absolute bloodbath. Um, I got rid of Brian To'o, for example, a yep. while ago. Uh, here he is. Yeah, he's miracle back. recovery, whatever. Yep, he was killing it last week. Nathan Cleary, uh, pick your fucking poison. You got Viliami Kikau out there, 120 last week. Um, Charlie Staines just needs a little rebirth. Uh, what a what a heroic tale that would be if he made his way back in. I don't think he has, but uh, he might even he- hit double digits this week. Oh, this could be. He features quite heavily in some of our uh, yeah. our award categories for later on. Uh, but yeah, there you go. I think if I was to throw a dart this week, I would be targeting one of those Sunday games that I talked about. I like daytime footy and I like when teams just have absolutely nothing to play for because all they can think about is getting shit-faced on Mad Monday mm-hmm. and they literally have just 80 minutes of crap football to play before they can get there. So this could be the Titans, this could be the, well, this will be the Warriors, this That's will right. be the Bulldogs, this will be Three of the, the four teams playing on the Sunday mm-hmm. are already eliminated and by the time the games roll around, the Titans might be as well. Um, but yeah, so it should be fairly interesting to see them just go out there, ignore the coach's wishes and throw the ball around, have some fun. Love it. I reckon guys like Corey Thompson, Brian Kelly, is he playing? Uh, Tyron Peachy in the halves. Like he could do some good mm-hmm. good things out there uh, for the Warriors. Reese Walsh, um, you know, it's just going to be one of those absolute touch footy style games. And then Tigers and Bulldogs, it's either going to be 40 to 38 or 6-4. I don't know what it's going to be, but I can't wait to watch it. It's the final game. What a way to cap it off. Uh, the icing on the cake that was the 2021 NRL season cannot end quickly enough. So there you go. I'd, I'd target Corey Thompson, he's my buy of the round. How about it? There you go. I love it. If on the same vein of th- uh, same thought line, I guess, Brian Don't Kelly. say Anthony Milford, mate. No, could, Brian no, I was going to say, don't say Anthony Milford. We looking- gave you Anthony Milford last week and you didn't pick him. And no, you are. no. As I said, I was, um, I've, I've sort of tuned out for the year. I've absolutely forgot to pull the trigger on that one. So that's on me. Um, but he had another decent game. Just up and down. Decent, now- mate. He's got two 90s in a row. <laughs> It's decent. Anthony Milford, it's one decent. I'm, refusing, I'm absolutely project. refusing to give him any sort of uh, positive raps. So, decent is as far as I'll go. There you go. Well, heartbreaking in a, in a way because he's showing Wilfred and all the other previous Milford owners exactly what he could do. He's just locking they just himself to into their teams for, for 2022. And he's oh, mate, can you imagine? running out in the green and myrtle. Well, who was going to take over from Adam Reynolds? in uh, Cardinal and Myrtle next season because you've got Cody Walker obviously in the halves. Who are they going to stick in? Surely. Uh, Benji can't. He's got to retire. Anthony Milford. Can yeah, you imagine? It's a strange Half-back. one though because they're both running halves. They're both very off-the-cuff type players where I think why the Rabbits work so well is they've got that Cody Walker explosive guy and they've got Adam Reynolds who's very controlling half. It was like when um, uh, your boy JT and Cooper Cronk were steering Queensland around. They had that you know, both sides of the coin covered. So mm. it'll be interesting to see how they go with with very um, explosive boom bust type halves on either side of the field. Uh, yeah, I've no idea what to make of the Rabbitohs for next year. We have a, a little category coming up in the awards where we talk about some of the guys who are stamping their claim on a spot in your round one side for next season. But uh, for the Bunnies, I really don't know what to expect with um, Wayno back out of the helm. So who knows? Could be a good, interesting round one picks. Um, 
I reckon, okay, I'm going to change it all. Anthony Milford, by the round. He's playing you guys. Uh, he's going to break your heart uh, because you didn't pick him up. Yep. And you could have come, instead of coming the 12,000th or whatever that you currently are, you could have come 11,000th. Yeah. I hope that eats away at you for the entire off-season. Never not listen to me again when I try to ruin your side. Yeah. Um, any final words on round 25 before we get into the real deal of the round 25 SC report? No. No. Let's get at it. Uh, fin- oh, Captain. Captain. Is there any other one? I mean, you can't go past Turbo. The man's been in sensational form. But uh, I'm probably just going to throw it on Kalen Ponga just for uh, the love of it, to be honest with you. Well, mate, we do have fond memories of being there captaining Kalen Ponga in the daytime at Suncorp uh, Suncorp Stadium. So there you go. Uh, Throwback. What's the worst that could happen? So there you go. Um, Yeah, for a laugh, I might stick it on. Uh, Makahazy, can you imagine? Yes, Makatoa. do it. You've thought he's going to get five tries, so you may as well captain him. Uh, I can only imagine how good. All right, let's take a quick break. And then when we come back, Lakey, get your ties out, get the uh, suits polished, get the hoodie uh, nice and sharp and ironed, because we're going to get into the first ever annual SC Report Talkie Awards. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You know, before we went on here, you found a uh, audio clip that was basically half an hour long. Just half just an award hour ceremony music. Yep, music. Yep. Uh, can you imagine how many listeners we would have at the end of this pod if we uh, put that on? So, without further ado, no, we'll not do that. No, no. no, no, no. Lakey, uh, you and I here, we you normally just throw, this is a throwaway pod, right? Uh, we've talked about how Never. rubbish Round 25 is. But instead, put our collective heads together as the 700 international uh, uh confidants of the SC report. Uh, we, we've gone to the people to come up with some of the uh, the awards and the award nominees and the award winners. Uh, it has been a pretty hotly contested field for a lot of these categories in the last week. Um, there's been debates left, right and centre, punch-ups. Uh, there was some punch-ups. There were a there lot of angry... There was a bit of fiery uh, boys out there last weekend. Mate, no one wants to be named the worst SC report contributor uh, SC Talk contributor of the year, but uh, unfortunately it has to go to someone. Um, no real surprise who it will be, but we'll save that for towards the end. So we're going to start, Lakey, with some of the actual football or super coach categories before we start making fun of the coaches. The first award category of the year, the Pallavi Award. Remember that guy, yeah, John Pallavi? We're going back a yeah. few years now, but yeah, absolutely toasted. What, half the competition to start the year? 
Certainly, uh, yeah, it was a uh, not an ideal start. John Pallavi, he was in and out in no uncertain terms. Uh, round one, absolute trap. We've named the award after him because his legacy will live on forever and ever. The Pallavi Award for the biggest supercoach trap of the year. Three nominees for this one. First one, Charlie Staines. Uh, I goes without saying, he was in, I think, oh, over half the competition heaps. sides at the start of the year. Yep. Heaps. He scores tries for fun. He's the fastest man in the world. He's on the dangerous back line. Josh Mansour is killing everybody. You've got to have Charlie Staines. He's nice and cheap. It was just a go-to. And, and so he was um, in everybody. He was in my side. You know, I rolled him out the first four or five weeks. It was. I think he scored a, a grand total pri- uh, price rise of about 20k in probably three months. So, Charlie Staines, you ruined more than your fair share of Supercoach sides. You are our first nominee. Second, pretty similar vein here, Jason Saab, uh, round one. I think possibly a worse start than Charlie Staines. He was dropping balls left, right and centre. He could not get anything going. Uh, everyone got rid of him. Then he suddenly came good. Tommy Turbo came back, started gifting him points, and now he's a Pretty well, he's, he's a more regular fixture in some of the higher scores that Manly put up, Supercoach-wise. But Jason Saab at the start of the year did absolutely nothing. Right. And finally, mate, this is a late season one here, but Bradman Best. This was a guy we all talked about as being a, not a must-have, but a great shout in the run home. He scored a ton against the Titans, I think, at Suncorp. Had everything going right and then has proceeded to do uh, absolutely nothing. Anything to say for your boy? Uh, I just need – I'll wear this one. I was telling everybody all in Sunder about how good he was going to be once he returned and the Knights were getting back to full strength and blah, 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 blah. And he came back and he scored a 107 against the Raiders. That's the game you're thinking of. Followed that up with a 27 against the Broncos and a trip to the hospital um, and has scored 72, 49, 26 since. So, um, I jumped on board. Um, hopefully you I I. went against my uh, advice oh, on this one, not, but um, yeah, it's, it's certainly trapped me, got me. You are clearly an unbiased contributor, mate. You'd never shout out a Knights player who ended up doing terribly. All right, three nominees, Charlie Staines, Jason Saab, and Bradman Best, and the winner. Charlie Staines. Four. Thank you, sir. Yeah, your child has suddenly grown up. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Hell of a lot in the space of five minutes. The audience has gone wild. They absolutely appreciate that one. I think you cannot go any further than Charlie Staines. The fact he had uh, that many owners and he he's one of those players at the start of the season, you would put him on your bench and he would somehow score 80. Put him back in, he would score 10 points, yeah, 15, let, 20, I'll, I'll and do nothing. rattle it off. Round one against the Cowboys, 18 points. Round two against the Bulldogs, 10 points. These are 80-minute games, mind you. Then round three against the Storm. Nah, he's not going to score well. Let's sit him. 56 points. Round four (laughs) against Manly, 39 points. Round five, uh, 85 on the Raiders. And then 15, 25, 19 were his next three. He was just woeful. Um, you know he's still owned by twenty two thousand sides, sixteen percent. They, I uh, guarantee you, are all dead teams, zombie teams. They have given up. Charlie Staines, the Palavi of twenty twenty one. Congratulations, my child. Never again will you go for the whole the, no. the guy that scores a billion points. What did he score? Five tries, yeah. and he scored two probably games. all of them against the Sharks. Unless he's playing the Sharks for five straight weeks, I will not be going near the man. No, not at all. All right, next category.
All right, thank you, Charlie. You may go and never be in our sides ever again. This second award, mate, gotta love it. Uh, you actually christened this one yourself. I will give you credit for this one. It's the Hopawadi uh, Award for the Trade Fail of the Year. So the Hopawadi or the My Finger Slipped, the Trade Fail of the Year. So this is I've, I've gone through the archives of my weekly roundup. Great read, shout out. Yep. Uh, SC uh, NRLC Talk every Monday afternoon. Get there you go. Uh, very week. late. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, writes it for itself. But I've gone through the annals and looked at some of the trade fails of the week that I put together. There are a lot of weird weird trades that go on throughout the season. I don't know what, what happens. You get people trading in, um, guys that aren't even playing, guys that are like injured for eight or more weeks, and they're trading out guys like Nathan Cleary, Tommy Turbo at their prime. It's, it's a weird um, environment out there. I don't know if people are getting hacked. I don't know if they're doing it just to make the article. Uh, that would be a bit of, um, I don't know, SC Talk Inception. But there you go. I've shortlisted three here for the trade fail of the year. Some bloke traded in Kobe Hetherington in round 20 for Cody Walker. Uh, so Kobe Hetherington of Broncos fame. I think he's a dual hooker, uh, maybe 5'8". He does some stuff out there. You know, he scores a good 20, 30. Every now and again, and that Cody Walker, you're absolutely rubbish. Uh, second nominee, someone traded out Sam Williams for an injured Jerome Luai in round 17. Fair, maybe he's playing the long game, whatever. Sam Williams goes on to score a ton that yep. week. So not only you've traded in the guys not even playing, but Sam Williams, this is that game, that sloppy game against Manly, against Manly. I think it was. Yep. yep. Absolutely carved up. So that is a literal 100-point turnaround for that poor champion. And finally, Nathan Cleary was traded out for Troy Dargan, uh, one person's trade, and also Brock Lamb, another person's, in round 10. This is this is when Nathan Cleary was absolutely head and shoulders above the pack. He I was, was going to say, mate, it was not an injured trying to play no. the Origin series coming up, but he, that's just insane. No. No idea. So, so that was, was that leading into round 10 as well or just after? Yes. So yes. leading into round 10, magic round, when he dropped to 225. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was. Okay. Yep. So Troy Dargan, I don't think was playing. And Brock Lamb, I'm pretty sure was on a farm somewhere. Mm. And the winner. Someone trading out. Sam Walker for Jerome Lua. Just the fact it's so, like, <laughs> maybe it made sense at the time. But the fact it blew up so just convincingly in this guy's face. Because uh, Jerome Lua, apart from last week, I think, mm-hmm. has been a bit of a bit of a terrible vibe. Yeah, he's fallen um, flat. He's fallen well flat. Yeah. And um, he had the bye in round 17, so there was no chance he was playing, even if he wasn't injured. No, and I can kind of excuse the Nathan Cleary thing because maybe someone's like, oh, I'll cash in on the million or whatever he was at at the time. And Troy Dargan, he's not going to play. Uh, Brock Lamb, he's definitely not going to play. So, you know, I'll get enough, get enough nice and early on by yeah, I can see someone trying to, maybe. trying to be too smart for their own good and trying to get cash leading into the buy period and, and strengthen their side as a whole. Still an awful trade, but the immediate pain of Sam Williams. Um, what are the odds too? Yeah, of Sam, Sam Williams. Williams. <laughs> So, yeah, there you go. Never trade in an injured player. Uh, make sure they're not in the casualty ward. Alrighty, next award. You know what? Uh, the crowd was deadly silent for that last Maybe they didn't winner. agree with still it. Out? They didn't agree with it. Bazo, are you still out there, buddy? There he Thank is. You. 
Sorry, mate. You're a little bit behind, but I'll make sure oh, to uh, he was at the bar. in. He's gone to the bar. Stuff. That was what I was. Was at the bar. Uh, Great Northern's half price for the next 10 minutes. All right. The Welfare Check Award. We're going to get into one of the coaching awards of the season. This is the coach who fell asleep at the wheel. So this is a SC Report flavoured one here. So we've got a couple of nominees, uh, three nominations in total. Two of them are for Wenon. The first one, Wenon forgetting to look at the people's team. Uh, you remember that NRL Supercoach Talk people's team that he started I with? I do. Yep. It was in, featured uh, in every article. Sure. He was pumping it for the first, what, two months of the season? He did. I'm pretty sure he spent about half our uh, yearly salaries on the software that does all the, the polls and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely put a lot of time and effort into it and then proceeded to just completely forget about it. Turn it uh, back on with about, what was it, two months to go, realised that he had a billion trades and could actually make a dent in this thing. Yeah. And lo and behold, he's uh, then also, I, I think, fallen asleep at the wheel again. So the double fall asleep because I, I haven't heard anything about the people's team in the last three weeks. So yeah. there you go. I don't know how it is. Uh, Surely it's gone I, better than I'm pretty sure. We talk about nobody having trades. I'm pretty sure the people's team has about 10 left. Yeah, surely. What a uh, time to use all 10 in round 25. Make it happen, Sangster. The second award nominee for the Welfare Check Award goes to Wenin again. Uh, congratulations, Wenin, for getting – this is a good one. So, he gets on the beers midway through the season, misses out on lockout before a Bunnies game when he planned to trade in Alex Johnson and Cody Walker. Mm. Uh, the week they then proceeded to score about, I think, a billion points, a billion or one potentially between the two of them. Yep. It was a, a, a bit of a carve-up. Uh, ends up trading in Dallin with Tanny Zalesniak out of desperation because it's the Sunday game I think the dogs are mm-hmm. playing. DWZ then proceeds to get traded to the Warriors, doesn't play that week, doesn't play for the next three weeks, doesn't do much after that. And he brings in CHN, Harawira Naira. I'm pretty sure not long after that, he basically just got himself suspended yeah. for the season. So, yeah, Wenon doing great things. Never get on the beers before a big trade week like that because I'm pretty sure that's cost him, I don't know how many points, I'm going to say 304 because yeah. uh, I've done the maths. And finally, third nominee here, Joe Fitz. Uh, alumni of the yes. SC Talk site. Currently defecting over to Champs podcast, but we won't hold that against him. Despite not winning anything. Yeah. Despite not winning anything. It's a uh, it's a brave call by Wilf and Guy on there. I know Guy's got a lot going on, but getting Joe Fitz on. Maybe they just um, needed sure someone to for. actually champ every week. So that's where he fits in. Love it. Um, before oh, I'd love your story about Joe Fitz, but I will read the nominee uh, nomination out. It's Joe Fitz getting on the beers on a Saturday, deciding he needed to trade early. So he's done sort of the reverse when in here. He he saw the storm coming and he said, "No, I need to do my uh, bidding nice and early, uh, lay the groundwork, uh, the bit of foreplay, bit of trade foreplay." Besides, he wants to trade early. Locked in our boy Bradman Best. Mm-hmm. On Friday night, you guys are playing a Saturday, if I recall correctly. Uh, immediately ruled out on Saturday morning, post-trade. Uh, can't reverse, unlucky champ. And uh, it's kind of like parking. The next five weeks. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah, that has got to hurt. Yeah, uh, some mysterious injury that turned out to be quite serious. But Joe Fitz, getting in early to do his trades. Um, it's not quite falling asleep at the wheel, but it's kind of like moving your car inside to protect it from a thunderstorm, but a hail, and having the roof collapse on it anyway. Yeah. Uh, it was a, a really hilarious and brutal um, decision by Joe Fitz. Tries you know, all the best intentions. Uh, anyway, there can be only one winner, and that is... Wenon. That's me. Wenon for getting on the beers. <laughs> Wenon for getting on the beers and not bringing in AJ and Cody. Just the fact we had to hear about this for weeks and weeks on end. Weeks. Uh, it was absolutely hilarious. The fact it was DWZ, the fact it all just blew up in his face, the fact it was the bunnies, Cody Walker, AJ, they just, 
That's just Every shitting points time left, right, and center. Cody sent Alex Johnson across the line. We'd get a ding from the phone, and that'd be when and blowing up about something. There he is. Thanks, buddy. There he is. He's getting closer and closer to the actual uh, announcing. But there you go. Thank you very much, Baz. I appreciate that support. A uh, huge Wenon fan, he tells me uh, off air. But Wenon, you had two bites at the cherry there. You've gotten this one. But you had a funny story. I don't know if we ever shared this one on the pod. You have a funny story about Magic Round and Joe Fitz. We talk about him being surplus to champion's requirements. Yep, that's right. Uh, what happened at Magic Round? Oh, the, the old mate loves to give me a bit of stick, but uh, we were sitting up there in the stands. It was the four of us, myself, Stilesy, Catfish, and Joe, and um, had a bloke come up to meet the fish. And um, Did he sound like this? I think it might have been the same guy, but yeah, he came up and he said he was a big fan of the podcast and and all that. And um, Fish turned around and said, "Oh well, this is Joe Fitz." And the guy said, "Oh cool, hey, can you take our photo?" And um, just got Joe to stand there and take a photo of him and Fish. It was absolutely beautiful. It made my week. Like I, I captained Nathan Cleary that day, and we sat there and watched it, and that was still the best part of my weekend. Uh, the absolute superstar, the the fame magnet, the the chick magnet, the attention magnet is Wilfred Zeke. You know, actually on the on Magic Crown, speaking of, he had a lot, he had a lot of fans out that weekend. It was immense. But we were waiting in line for beer at um, uh, what is it, Newstead Brewing near Suncorp, and I'm in the line there, and I I think in the space of five seconds of arriving there, somebody comes up and he says, Wilfred, I'm your biggest fan. Like, thank you so much for everything you do. I'm like, Wilfred pay these people to yeah. come out. Like, it seems awfully convenient. Everywhere we go with you, there's a photo op. There's some it's huge, the same dude. Uh, hysterical it's just the fan. same guy who keeps meeting us every, everywhere. Could be. Around. It could be Barry. I did put a face to the name, but there you go. Um, nonetheless, the Welfare Check Award. Coach, you fell asleep at the wheel. When in, when in Rome, you've had a shocker, mate. We do love a good laugh, so thank you for providing that. Next award. <laughs> Uh, this is a good one. That has to be a typo. The award for the worst player in the game in 2021. Harsh, obviously. Anyone who steps onto the field, rugby league field in the NRL, is obviously doing better than you and I. Sink of beers on a Tuesday night and making fun of them through a fantasy football lens. But nonetheless, uh, just to clarify, bear. not the worst player in the game, the worst single game performance from a player. It was. Um, there's been plenty of bad guys across the entire season, but there's been a few who have absolutely stood out on a one-week wonder. And um, it would be remiss of us not to mention them here tonight. Go through them, mate. Your time to Number one, Herman S.A.S.A., ex-Knights player. He's gone up there to the Gold Coast. He made an absolute mare of it. Didn't play until round eight. And then uh, in his third and final game for the season, he's come out on the field for eight minutes and got sent off. So ended up on negative 11 points, magic round. So he took off, I can't remember who he hit now, but yeah, it was the start of the crackdown. It was absolutely not not the play in this stage of the game. Weren't the Titans behind like 30 points against the Rampage? And (laughs) so he he just came on, uh, get out, see you, mate, end of season for Herman SASA. Number two... Roosters fans will love this one. Dan Fafita, negative nine points, played five minutes. He got two tackles, a hit up, a penalty, an error, and sin bin back in round 16. 
So playing against the Melbourne Storm. Uh, last we've seen of him as well, unless he's been recalled for this week. I can't recall the team list, but... Don't think so. It seems he, to- it's actually a funny one because he was actually brought in that week. I should find the actual numbers, but I do recall seeing people bringing this guy in because I think he was on the bubble. I'm pretty sure he had a, a, a negative break even. He'd scored okay coming off the bench. So he was a cheapie, maybe dual, whatever. And then he comes out and gets negative, negative nine. nine. And so playing the following week, the bye week against the uh, Dogs and then had a pretty decent run. So in um, in theory, it was a decent play, but, geez, it kicked everyone in the beanbags on that one. And uh, finally, Supercoach Talk favourite Charlie Staines for his 80-minute performance one-point game in round 20. Again, against the Storm, it's been a bit of a recurring thing. The Storm have been killing people. But, yeah, Charlie Staines for 80 minutes and he scored one point. Um, didn't end his season. He managed to come back out next week against the Roosters and score 16, but that's been the last we've seen mm. of him. So, one point in 80 minutes, that's a special kind of special. Absolutely, man. Like, you'd like to think you or I standing out on that edge there could do a little bit more than one point. But yeah. uh, nonetheless, he got off the duck and that's always something, right? But and I, I, I think... Sorry. Uh, no, I was going to say, I think even he got upgraded to one point post-game um, post even. But, oh, yeah, the unicorns. The winner. The winner and uh, uh, etched his name into the record books, Daniel Fafita for his five-minute spell of madness. Negative nine points. Congratulations, big fella. Oh, that's a huge fan of I think he's got one, money yeah. on, all the, on all these. He's cleaning up. Just the fact it, it ended his season. Uh, he did five minutes. He did a he did a run. He, he did a, a, a tackles, but a penalty, tackles. one penalty, one error, or sin bin in five minutes. That's incredible. Oh, man. Um, and I think the fact no one was buying Herman SASA, but people were legitimately buying Dan, Daniel Fafita, one of the seventeen Fafita brothers in the comp. Mm-hmm. So congratulations, worst scoring uh, effort of the season. Alrighty, next category, Lakey, all yours once again. Shout out to our boy Nick Kirkup. This is the player who's worth a good hard look, someone on the rise, uh, maybe your most improved player for those who are, uh, got all the participation awards when you were growing up. Um, so these guys are just coming through. We're not going for the Sam Walkers, the Reese Walshers. Everyone knows they're amazing. Um, so we're looking at this next level, some guys that we could take into next season potentially, but um, there's a fair few have made our list. Number one, and um, he's had a really big end to the season, is Josh Curran. And he's filled in admirably. Um, it was in plenty of teams around that magic weekend and um, the buys, but I think he – Hurt himself in that magic round game. Did he miss the buy round? Yeah, he missed and round ended seventeen. Up missing, everyone traded that's him out. Right. So he he ended up getting traded out, but he's come back um, with vigor and uh, has a five round average of eighty five at the moment. And considering um, Tohu is out long term, Josh Curran looks to have locked down his spot there on the other side of the field. Admittedly, but he he looks to have made it his own. And how about him falling over after the game the other week, uh, oh. collapsing basically into the hand sanitizer? One of the all-time great that was, scenes. That was brilliant. If you haven't seen it, get out and look. He absolutely got tackled by the hand sanitizer machine. Um, number two for me is Stefano Udo Ikamanu, and I think I butchered Nailed that, it. this one. 
But um, since the buy, he's come out and he, he was a slow progress as front rowers are, but since the buy, he's come out with scores of 91, 47, 62, 55, 82, 50, and 83. So he's absolutely smashing the back end, no pun intended. And um, just <laughs> he's been the, what pun? the world's shot. He's smashing the back end. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, he's, he's killing it and he's um, – been the top one tiger shining light. Like I said, I lost Dewey, who was the only other guy you'd realistically want to have. But um, Udo Ikemanu has been massive. Um, I'll throw to you for this one. I want you to give him a bit of a wrap. Your boy, heal him, Lukey. It had been 38 minutes and 33 seconds, and I hadn't played that yet. So I it's had been to wonderful. get a uh, it had get been Absolutely wonderful. <laughs> hasn't it? Oh, that means I'm going to play it so much more in the run home. But Heal and Luki, as you said, hasn't he uh, come from Ish. the clouds this season? I had in the Mega Guide, uh, spoilers for the last couple of ones, categories that we got here, the Mega Guide, I uh, just shouted him out as having a fantastic name, and he does, Heal and Luki. Uh, but now he's a fantastic second rower, a starting second rower in the cows. Uh, played, uh, I think he was off the bench last week, to be and honest. I, but and I think he's been named there again this week now that you've jinxed yeah, him. Yeah, there you go. Just biding his time. They're, they're Dave Fafita. You know, they come off the bench now. They don't need to start. They mm-hmm. get the uh, juice out of the game. But Hill Mookie has absolutely flown in with the scores of 52, 59, and 79 over the past three weeks. Uh, he scored a try against you guys when we beat you. Imagine losing to the Cows in 2021. How yes. embarrassing. Uh, but Hill and Mookie, I mean, you've got... Four other nominees. I'll let you get into them, but I'm pretty sure because I control the soundboard. We know who's winning. <laughs> yeah, I'll go through them really quick. These are guys that I could carry on into next year. We've got Jaden Campbell, who's killing it at the back for the Titans, and he's putting up some big scores against some really strong opposition. Uh, Toriel Sloan at the Dragons. Um, he's doing similar. He's playing fullback. Dufty's not there next year, so he'll be one to watch going into next season. Will Penasini, um, he's only played three games for the Eels, all in the centres. But um, Fergo, I think, is moving on. I don't know if it's been confirmed yet, but I know he's been looking. And Sivo's knee is out, so Penasini could move into a more regular starting spot. And uh, young Aaron Booth from Melbourne just signed with Gold Coast next season, so there's a good chance that he comes in as a very cheaply priced uh, starting hooker in that side. But who have we got, JT? Who takes the good hard look for next year? No, I'm letting you. Uh, you know who I'm going to pick, mate. I'll uh, just dig into the uh, the envelope barrel for the 700 international confidant responses that we have got, and uh, I'll let you pick this one. I'll remain unbiased. And the winner of the worth a good hard look, get him in your side for 2022 is... Heal him, Lukey. We'll go with him. Say he's he has come on really strong at the back end of this year. Oh, oh it's the double. Geez, Cletus. Just a double. I didn't notice Cletus is there, <laughs> hey, buddy. How you going? He's Bundy's up on the, the back roof. champion. There you go. Uh, mate, <laughs> Heal him, um, Lukey. As, as strong as Josh Curran has been, he's going to come into next season very highly priced. So Heal him, Lukey could be a cut price option for your starting uh, second row. In- This one I thought would be a fantastic award, mate, uh, but it's turned out to be the hardest. It has. And, I, yeah, I, I, I'm not quite sure why. Normally, this is just number one talking point in Supercoach. The award we had, uh, we've basically got zero nominees. The Must Be In Sangster's Side Award for the Dodgiest Scoring Decision of the Year. Now, normally, we get Wilfred whinging about, uh, who was it last Harry Grant. Harry Grant and his missing force dropout. Yep. 
mysterious case of the missing force dropout. You got, uh, I don't know, used to have Before JT, that, used to have Cam Smith. Oh, Cam Smith yep, used everyone. to get 30 or 40 yep. points in updates post-game and everyone would be gone. What the hell did he do to earn those? But, yeah, there hasn't been too much of it this year. We get the usual, oh, that should be a try assist, that's a try contribution argument, but um, nothing overly stand out that um, was just completely controversial. All right, so the winner of the uh, Sangster Must Have Him In Their Side Competition Award for the year. Nobody. Congratulations to NRL Supercoach. Yeah, you've done well. <laughs> or whoever it is, the um, what are they, what are they, the Phantom, what are they called? They've got a funny name. Yeah. The, the Flares, I, I can't, I, I don't know who they are. But uh, those Fox Sports guys that do the stats, uh, congratulations, boys. Just given fullbacks points all year mm-hmm. and Nathan Cleary. Um, so, you know what? They're highly owned. Who cares? Uh, it's the pods you got to worry about. So, well done to Supercoach not letting us whinge in scoring terms for 2021. Keep it up for next year. Right, there are about five of us that still write for the site, and this award is split between the five of us in terms of nominations. It's the Stephen Carney Award for the worst SC Talk coach of the year. So, the worst uh, performance by an SC Report contributor. You know, we all proclaim to be uh, experts, do we not? We should know what we're talking about. Uh, in theory, yes. We do talk mm. a lot. Yeah, and we've played this game for how, like, it's, it's incredible. Oh, we've played it uh, over I a think decade. Six years mm. for me. Yep. And, uh, yet still haven't won yet. So, uh, you know, I'm not sure why I'm we even bother. I'm absolutely yep. due next oh, year. Mate, yeah. We're all due. We're all due, mate. Mate, all five of us, top five. I can't wait for it. But the Stephen Carney Walk can only go to one coach. And, I mean, we've really scraped the bottom of the barrel for this. It did not take a lot. And I know he's not here to defend himself. Uh, he's quite busy. Old Carrot Top himself, when in Rome. I won't even give you a drum roll. Uh, Barry, yep, you're a big fan. Cletus, mm-hmm. what do you think? Yep, there you go. You absolute champion. When you short odds to claim that one, Jazza, so oh, you won't be winning much on that ticket. No, but you know what? Uh, how many points ahead of him are you? Hundred. Right I'm just a hundred in we are- the overall ranks. Say so not, um, not even the rankings. Just a hundred points. So he's a chance of catching me, but I'm confident. Do you give him the? Does like, like do no, you take? I'll deliver it tonight. Him? I'll drive it over. Got to win something, mate. Uh, the coveted Stephen Carney Award can't just go to any old. Uh, I mean, if you're at the bottom, you're at the bottom. You need to win the, That's the right. Carney Award. So we've gone off early, as you and I love to do. But Wenon, you are the uh, champ, the worst SC Talk coach of the year. So congratulations, buddy. Lakey, tell me about the Mega Guide because our last two categories of the talkies uh, are around the Mega Guide. What is it and what can we expect in 2022? Uh, the Mega Guide will be back in 2022. So this year, the four of us, five of us, um, Stasi, Fish, me and yourself, um, we got together and um, put our expert minds to, to um, work in the off-season. Produced uh, 140 pages of analysis on every player in the Supercoach game as it as it drops at the start of the year. So anybody who's in the system gets an analysis. We look over um, the teams as a whole, their strengths, their weaknesses, their schedules, and um, all the individual players, ranking them from an A to the 
best must-haves um, down to ease, as in completely avoids. You don't want anything to do with them. So it's a, an invaluable resource for anybody playing the game, if we do say so ourselves. But um, just heaps of information, heaps of data, um, and, and plenty of laughs in there. Well worth it. I think it's only $11 that we were charging last year. But as I say, for 140 pages of just nonstop analysis, then... Um, I, you know, I was buying it before I was invited to write in it. So it's an absolutely invaluable resource. It certainly is because there's so much news that comes at your left, right and center in the off season, how players go in their trials, what the expected teams are, all that sort of stuff. How are they even going to go super coach wise? Um, sometimes just because you're named in the starting lineup, say Jaden Sewer, mm-hmm. Liam Knight, they uh, come Joe to mind and get those guys. Oh, mate, I didn't even listen to her own mega guide advice and I got him mm-hmm. in. But, yeah, it's, a, it's one of those those things when you're trying to squeeze together a side and next year it's going to be even harder with the likes of Turbo and Cleary being so highly priced mm-hmm. to kickstart the year. It's, uh, hopefully they increase the salary cap uh, by a fair way because we may need it. But um, it's, it's one of those things I did have a lot of good fun putting it together. It gets you back into the mood as well. It's a long off season and as soon as we start putting pen or typing to paper – uh, it really gets the juices flowing. So I can't wait to do it again. 2022, it's going to be back bigger and better than ever. Uh, we will put our collective minds together. I think even Wenon wants to contribute. Mm-hmm. He loved it that much in 2021. Nonetheless, we've decided to name two of the final Talky Award categories after how we went in the Mega Guide. Firstly, we'll give a shout out the Nostradamus Award for the best Mega Guide call of the year. And then the Great Call Champ Award for the worst Mega Guide call of the year. That one is slightly more highly con- hotly contested. Yeah, we all had a fair few, didn't um, we? Yeah. And yeah, hinds- yeah, hindsight's yeah. a wonderful thing. They, uh, You could make the argument for any of these either way. But um, with 24 rounds of hindsight available to us, we've um, pulled out the best and the worst calls from the document. And uh, we're going to lay them out have. all of our true colours right here. Look, we, we won't name names, so we 100% will, but you're, you've put together some of the, the best in, well, uh, I see two greens <laughs> for the best and then about 78 reds, meaning we didn't do too well here. So, for each side, uh, let's see. I'll, I'll shout out myself here. So, I wrote the Panthers, Rabbitohs, Cowboys, and uh, I can't remember the other side. Maybe it was the Dragons. Um Obviously, in there, we have our favourites, mm-hmm. and I will shout out. Uh, he didn't make the cut here for the award, but Michael Morgan, a B. Uh, you know, until he did his shoulder, which anyone could have seen coming, he was ready to go. I reckon this is going to be a Cody Walker-like season. Oh, really? So, a bit, bit rude to say that my call of a B was a dud call, but uh, I guess I'll own it. <laughs> it's your next one that got me. The next one's the best. Moose, yeah. Josh McGuire, a B. What was I doing? I don't know. You're on, um, on the you source. Know, we, we, it must have been because I'm pretty sure he had all this uh, talk about him in the offseason. He was a dual-price player. He was going to play, uh, I think it was second row, maybe even starting prop for the Cows. He was going to get a lot of work done. He had a good finish to the year in 2020. And then he comes out and moves on to the Dragons. And I think his losing curse was almost as bad as Tom Dearden's. Uh, there you go. Tommy got one over you, Mr. Moose, last season. Lolo had an A. Jeez, who saw that coming? What a uh, terrible year it was for him. Thanks, um, Toddy. Yep, there you go. The What have I got? Josh Mansell had an A. Uh, yeah, that was not a great call. But anyway, that's enough about me. What what terrible ones did you have? Uh, I, all good ones. All good, good ones. One. No, no, I didn't have too many good ones. I had Sean Bloor as an A because he was going to be starting on the left edge. And um, David Nofaluma was also an A. 
He, um, considering he was the gun center wing coming from last season. So he was absolutely, uh, genuine must have coming into this year which fell completely flat uh i Love th- think i had the panthers as well charlie staines was an a again we've spoken about him at length it's just been disgusting yeah, i I, na- I i named him an a so there, there you go good work me so yeah it's just um it's all over mate so we had plenty of misses but we've also had plenty of hits as well so um we won't go into everything here but we'll pull out the best ones who are our top four of the well, hits Exactly. We should give ourselves a pat on the back now and again. We did just say uh, how good the Mega Guide is and then launch into how many terrible calls we mm. had. But we did have a few ones right. The darts did strike at least a few good players, uh, giving us all one each. So this was my 10-second – sorry, I should say the 700 uh, international confidants uh, cursory glances on the Mega Guide for this season. But the first nominee, Tommy Turbo, an A. What a great call. Uh, player of the season without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, Stylesy, mm-hmm. he was the man. Um, interesting one because Turbo was not due to start until I think round four or round five. Mm-hmm. Um, he had the injury coming in, the hamstrings. Everyone was so worried about it, and then he steps on the field and does just godlike things. So Stylesy said, "Just ignore it. Uh, who cares? It's Tommy Turbo. We know how good he is. He was, I think, five hundred k. Yeah, um, he was cheap so, as hey, chips. Great call." Um, and Styles, he's just gone. Listen, you can't start with him, obviously, but as soon as he's in, bang him in your side. And um, he nailed it. Absolutely did. Uh, my or the second nomination for the Nostradamus Award is Cody Walker. Gave him an A in the Mega Guide. Now, this was, a, I thought, a little bit of a, a, a stab because we know how hot and cold Cody has been historically. He had a great season in 2020. Uh, he has gone places. This young stallion, up and comer, uh, aged forty-eight, he is going places in the NRL. Um, he has got a season average of around eighty. Yeah, he's uh, been huge. Something this huge. Year. And I know the the whole uh, preseason um, debate was him or Cam Munster as your starting yeah. five-eighth, and um, Cody's made Cam look silly for the better part of the year, just absolutely tearing teams apart. Uh, leave these last two to you, mate. Who are the uh, third and last nominations for the Nostradamus Best Mega well, Guide? Myself, I put year. forward Connor Watson as an A. Um, considering he was so cheap and um, was looking likely as a big um, workload coming into this year. And it's it's been a bit of give and take, him starting or been off the bench, mostly off the bench. But he's been very serviceable, played nearly every game, um, rotating through many positions on the field, but can rotate through your super coach side in um, 5'8 and hooker. So I, I think he's basically up here because he's saved a lot of skins lately just mm-hmm. by being on the field. And our boy Wilf, he uh, had Ryan Madison as an A as well. In a season where second rowers have been, let's say, woeful, as a kind way of putting it, the second row has been a terrible place for Supercoach this year. But Ryan Madison wasn't fantastic, wasn't the same as he was last year, but was a mainstay. And um, Wilf, Absolutely. Wilf got that one right. Got to love your work, Wilfred. You, you nailed Maddo there. Um, tough end to the year with all the injuries and suspensions and all that sort of stuff. But at the start of the year, he was the... Uh, Bit of consistency we all desperately needed. And there can only be one winner, and that is... 
Give your love to the mailman. It's Tommy Turbo, the A from Stylesy. Well done, Stylesy. Yep. Yeah, hard to go Baza, that you are loving it. Absolutely not. But Tommy Turbo, what a season he's had. The big thing was it didn't take long to turn it around, but big thing was hamstring injuries. Who can mm-hmm. trust him? And yet here he is playing round 25. That's right. Uh, and he's, he's torn it apart. Dirty average. Oh, it's just an incredible season from Tommy Turbo. Stylesy absolutely nailed it with the call. You will be back bigger and better. Uh, next season, a few of us could learn a thing or two. And speaking of, the final category are the talkies for 2021. Again, giving us all one each, one nomination for the good call champ, worst mega guide uh, call of the season. So these are guys we might have given A's to, might have given uh, D's to. It all went awry, but Lakey. Forest off. Who's nomination number one? Me, with Big Dave Clemmer. Let's say when Payne Haas was suspended to start the year, I've promoted Clemmer as taking the next step to be the premier prop in the competition, and he's ended up not even being a starter on the Knights team this year. So he's been um, surpassed by the Safidi twins. So David Clemmer has been a massive fail for anybody that took the gamble to start the year, or maybe you grabbed him in your draft side like I did. He's uh, been a bomb. Certainly has an A. He was definitely not. Um, mate, this one. This is you. Uh, yeah, yeah. Number two, Charlie Staines. <laughs> so we've talked about him. Might as well have his own segment on this bad Staines. boy next year. We should name, we the could name this Staines. whole thing after him. He's been prominent. The big pants himself. Charlie Staines, an A at the start of the season. I mean, what could go wrong? Yeah, that's right. He was, what, 300K in a Panther side that was uh, looking like, well, and they had. They scored for fun. And yep, say Mansell put up huge points on that left wing. Um, Charlie Staines was just going to be running in tries for fun. And, and say he, uh, yeah, 297K. He'd only played two games and, and killed it. So um, hmm. perfect, absolute perfect cash cow. Yep, could see nothing wrong with that. And then fast forward to the end of the season, he scores one point in a game. So there you go. Who could see that coming? Third nomination, Ruben Garrick. Uh, this is an interesting one. Stylesy. And we just shouted him out before with Tommy mm-hmm. Turbo, the Nostradamus of the year. Ruben Garrick a D. Uh, now, I can't blame him. That We all say benefit of hindsight and all that sort of stuff. But it goes to show what, like in the space of you know, a month or two in this season, what that can do to Supercoach landscapes. Yes. Because Ruben Garrick a D, he was barely going to make the side. Uh, before this, round I mean, two or something, they were talking about dropping him and, and bringing in some young guns. So... Um, he started off with very strongly Stylesy, but uh, as we all know, Garrick's now the highest point scorer, total point scorer in the Supercoach world, and he's absolutely been got this wrong. I backed him in though, Stylesy, because I haven't owned him at any point in 2021. So I backed you, Stylesy, and I still do. Ruben Garrick, uh, still a D in my eyes, but uh, yet you might, uh, you're in the running for the Good Court Champ Award. And finally, uh, Wilfred. Um, only Supercoach winner in this illustrious list himself. But Wilfred puts his heart on his sleeve, started the year with Anthony Milford. Uh, that was a, a, a charitable I bet. Yes. Uh, good yep. for him. So good on him. Sacrificed the well-being of his Supercoach side for a bit of a lull. So good on you, Wilf. But your good call champ nomination for the season is Isaiah Papali'i and E. An e. Now, this is yeah, it's, it's such a rough rating. An E. It's basically, uh, please do not touch this man. Do not even trade him in. Um, he will be terrible. He's off the bench for Parramatta. He's done nothing at the Warriors, really. 
serviceable enough player, too highly priced, going to do nothing. And at I the quote, so what happened? and I quote, mm-hmm. especially since it would be a massive shock for Papali'i to take over an edge spot. Well, he's there done that. Go. He's done that. He shocked you, Wolf, and he shocked the Supercoach world. He's come on to be the best prop, the Clemmer that I was expecting. He's been But where is he now, Lakey? Where is Papali'i now? He's getting a rest before he plays finals. There you go. He's an E. In round 25 <laughs> terms, he is an E. There can only be one winner of the Good Court Champ Award, the final tour here, 2021. And that's the wrong uh, cue. There it is. <laughs> the drum guy, I don't know what you're doing, but final award goes to Will has to. for Isaiah Papali'i. E. has to. That Barry, what do you reckon? Ridiculous. Uh, Cletus, yep, love it. Got to love a bit of Wilfred, though. Like, Papali and E. Uh, just goes to show this guy has come from the clouds. Didn't he? And so he wasn't even good enough that the Warriors wanted to keep him. So they turfed him to Australia, um, so to speak, since they were stuck in Australia anyway. But, um, yeah, he's been just the most improved player this season. Been huge. Certainly has. It's a uh, huge um, season from Papa Lee from the Eels. Uh, they need him fit and firing in the back end of the year to do much, but Papa Lee looked their huge X factor. So, Wilfred, we will uh, revisit that next season. But for now, you, because I named it and also the 700 confidants did as well, you are the uh, undisputed, the good call champ. You are the champion, but you're the champ of shit calls in the mega guide, but we will see you back there. Lakey, that's the, the first ever edition of the talkies. Uh, how did you think it went? Man, it was such an f- exciting fanfare. All the stars were out, Baza and Cletus, they were all here excited. Um, we had, you know, so many people writing in and, and submitting votes and everything like that. So thank you to the fans out there. It's been a very successful night, I feel. Oh, just like the Biff, it's bringing the crowds back. We've got two in attendance tonight. Normally, we're doing this podcast for you and I uh, and our you know, wives and girlfriends who love listening yeah. to this on a, on a weekly basis. But, you know, it has been a fun year. Uh, I've enjoyed it. We got through, I think, 25 podcasts uh, at least throughout the season. I did some weekend roundups when I could be bothered when I wasn't on uh, Walkabout. Um, enjoyed those. We did some preseason stuff. It's been a long year behind the mic. It has. It's been a very, very big year, um, starting off with the Mega Guide and all the preseason content and, you know, our usual day-to-day weekly um, articles and, and stuff that we put out there, plus the podcast. It's been a massive year at Supercoach. And for me personally, I just want to I want to thank everybody involved with the site and I want to thank all the people who are on there each and every day contributing in some form or another or, or writing to me on Twitter and, and having a good chat. So it's been a massive year. I've, I've really enjoyed it um, as, you know, even though my Supercoach season has gone down the toilet, I've really enjoyed this year and I'm looking forward to a few weeks off before getting stuck into it again for season 2022. You're a glutton for punishment, mate. You're on NFL, you're on EP, well, you're not on EPL, I am, but uh, you're on about 78 NFL ones from what I can Mm -hmm. uh, gather. So, you've got a very busy pre-season ahead of you. Uh, For me, yeah, I'm just looking forward to the season being over. Uh, Cowboys Cowboys season was over halfway through the year, though, wasn't it? Mate, with that, basically halfway through you and I and Wilfred and Stilesy at the Norman in Brisbane, watching the halftime or watching the game. Didn't get much better. Should have known the season was pretty much over from that point on. I don't know why you didn't tell me. It would have saved me 25 weeks of pain. But nonetheless, we're here. 
One more round to go. Supercoach has been fun. Good luck to everyone all still out there in the running. No, our um, there's been a runaway leader, I'm pretty sure, for a large part of the season. I'm sure he will be having sleepless nights. That's the Vili Army. He has got a 404-point lead. So it is a shit round. So you just never know, hey? If you've got Makahazy Makatoa in your side, you could get 17 tries, as I've called it. <laughs> Are you get, you're One planning on taking over top spot from here with Makatoa? Can you imagine the first ever 2,000-point Supercoach game? We might have to do a special edition podcast just for that one. But for now, this has been Round 25 SC Report. This has been the Talkies. This has been Lakey and JT signing off for 2021. Final word from you, champion. It's been an absolute pleasure, mate. It's been a fun year. Thank you. And one guess what song is going to play on our way out. I don't even need to guess. I take back everything I said about it being a fun year. No! Oh, as if I was going to play that one. You can't <laughs> see in 2022, everyone. Give your love to a cowboy man. He's going to love you hard as he can, can. Give your love to a cowboy man. He's going to love you hard as he can. The sergeant at arms had a masculine charm. He could keep all the ladies away. Your rage.